Frosty. We're on a winning streak edition of the podcast. I am caddy of the show, Armando Salguero, star of the show. Adam Beasley loves the Miami Dolphins being on a two-game winning streak and possibly winning five or six games this year. Correct, Adam? Uh, uh, no, I do not. Uh, could you have ever imagined two months ago when they blew up the roster again for the second time in a calendar year and they lost by a combined 92 points the first two games of the season? We'd be sitting here with the Dolphins with seven games left, only three games out of the wild card. Yeah, I knew it all the time. All along. I knew it all along. Three games out of the playoffs, Armando. Get your playoff tickets now. I knew that Brian Flores would get this thing together. I knew that he would make chicken salad out of chicken bleep. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. This is amazing. It's crazy. Um, and I know that how you feel about this, which is your your eyes are on 2020, mm-hmm. right? Correct. So tell me how I'm wrong here, because my eyes, older than your eyes, mm-hmm. are on 2019, and I see the fact that the Dolphins are actually having success as a good thing, because Brian Flores is showing us, showing everyone, that he is, you know, doing a good job. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He has made this team better. An NFL head coach, any head coach, his job is to develop what he's given as far as talent, and he's absolutely doing that. Well, you know, let's, let's go through some of the guys in the roster. Uh, Mike Kosicki, was he an NFL player last year? No. What is he now? He's solid. Nick Needham, the beginning of the season, did he look like he could cover a book? I asked Flores why he was on the team in the preseason, that preseason game where Nick Needham got uh, totally rolled, and there he is. Two huge plays in the game. Yep. Uh, you can go down the list. Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. All of a sudden, with uh, Preston Williams out as their number one receiver, and looks pretty good. They've made Jamarcus Webb into a left tackle, bro. Now, if they could only do something with Kalen Balazs. Yeah, well, he's got nothing to prove anyway, so we're not worried <laughs> about that. Um, but there's there's name after name that you can go through that this coaching staff is doing work with those guys that suggests that the future is bright down the road, including uh, because they're going to add talented players in the coming years, and you think maybe Flores will do the similar job as he's doing now. This is me applauding. He deserves it. Golf clap. Very I think he's a golf clap. I think he's a good coach. Now stop. Okay. Now stop. Why? Because you win five or six games and this season's completely lost. Well, the tank will have failed, no? Totally, especially when – what are the uh, Steelers projected to pick right now? They are projected to pick 22nd in the first round. And the Houston Texans, what are they projected to pick this year? 26th. So you blew up your team for perhaps – the ninth, 22nd, and 26th picks in the draft. Is that good planning? I see your point. I see your point. Um, I see your point. <laughs> <laughs> and look, so that will mean that Tua Tagovailoa will not be a Miami Dolphin. Maybe. Eh, I mean, it, more it, than likely. <laughs> remember, the Eagles loved Carson Wentz. Yeah. And the Eagles were picking 13th that year. Yes. And they found a team, I can't remember who it was, and they got rid of a bunch of veterans they didn't want. Yeah. And they moved up five spots in the first round. Right. And then they packaged a couple of second, first round picks, and they got the whole way to second. And who did they get? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yep. 
the Dolphins won't have to package those veterans because they don't have any. (laughs) And B, you would you give up the ninth, twenty second, and twenty sixth pick in the draft for your franchise quarterback? Well, that's the thing. You have. I would. Mm -hmm. However, you have to find one of those guys that Barnum, uh, PT Barnum said was born every second. Right. They're, what do they call those guys? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. There's one born every second, and that year the Dolphins were that one. My question is, is there a team that's going to be a sucker and do that for the Miami Dolphins? It could be a team, not necessarily a sucker, but say the Giants pick fourth and two is on the board, which Sports Illustrated, by the way, in their latest mock draft – has them has Tua going fourth to the Dolphins, which is where they would pick right now. Right. The Giants. Who do they have first? They, well, yeah, it's the Bengals. So, oh, 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 Joe Burrow is going first. Joe Burrow, second. Uh, the uh, Alabama tackle. No, this is all wrong. Already, Sports and Illustrated is Chase wrong. Chase Young, three. Yes. One of those two. Yes. Uh, an Alabama offensive lineman is either going two or three. Okay. And they have like nine of them, so I don't know which one it is. Podcast note, Armando Salguero says Chase Young is the best player in the draft. Go. Uh, so if the Dolphins pick fourth and Chase Young's on the board, you take him over a quarterback? Well, who, but who's the quarterback that's on the board? That's my question. Yeah, that's true. Right? Because Chase Young and Tua won't be on the board at fourth. Exactly. One of those two might. They both will not be. So you probably are left with Justin Herbert, right? Or dot, 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 dot. No. They talk Teddy Bridgewater into coming here. Yeah, and, and, and wait until 20. 20- no, not even that. What? They, they, they use their second first-round pick on a quarterback. Like, yeah. Jalen Hurts, baby. No, come on. I mean, I get it. There's a lot of love for other guys, but I'm not dealing with that. And, okay. and I don't think they would do that. And, again, going back to your initial point, that would signal the failure of the tank. Well, no, they they said their offseason number one concern this offseason is the coming out of the season is to come out of next offseason with a quarterback. Right. What if they come out with two? Jalen Hurts as one and Teddy Bridgewater as the other. That, that's not terrible. It's not no, great. It's not no, ideal. No, no. It's not ideal. No. 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 You saying no? I like Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I really do like Teddy Bridgewater. Um who, by the way, if you want to know, I, I learned last week the reason Teddy Bridgewater didn't want to come back to or didn't want to come back to South Florida. Which is? So I was told that by someone who is very close to Teddy Bridgewater, that the, the reasoning in Teddy's mind was not money. It was a question of do I want to go to New Orleans, have the opportunity to play, and show what I can do with a great team around me. And even if I don't play, my reputation is what my reputation is right. currently. Or do I want to go to the Dolphins and my, you know, play with a terrible team around me? And now my reputation is what I did with the Dolphins going forward. And it's clearly, smart. it's smart. Yeah, absolutely. Clearly, his thinking was, I'm going to go with, you know, having good guys around me. And having a chance to succeed versus being Josh Rosen or, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. Uh, Which is smart. A a year down the road, if the Dolphins give him a three-year, 
$83 million contract? He's not going to go for that. What do you think it's going to take? It's going to take – if someone's going to – 20 gonna, million a year? going to want to be a starter in the NFL. Okay, so three for 45. Or 18 yeah. or something like that. Right. You know, per. Okay. I, I, but he's already said no because he's going to still see the the makings of a bad team around him. Maybe. A young bad team, but a bad team. Maybe. Uh, that'll be interesting. You've raised good good points. Do <laughs> you want to take a break for a second? Let's. Uh, yes, I, I I need I need a a, a water break. Okay, I am now hydrated. So let's let's let, let's introduce a little um, nugget into this podcast. Since we've been talking about quarterbacks, um, there's a certain quarterback that on Saturday afternoon will be available to all 32 teams in a tryout. He whose name I will not mention. Luke Falk? Uh, it's not Luke Falk. Will be available. The Dolphins have said they will be there. Fill it in, Adam. <laughs> well, I know he's got six or seven jerseys of Colin Kaepernick. This is Armando here in his closet. Yeah. Uh, one in the uh, garnet, one in the gold, uh-huh. one in the white, one uh-huh. in the black. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, if there's anyone who loves Colin Kaepernick in this town, it's Armando Salguero. I used to love Colin Kaepernick. In fact, I advocated drafting him back in 2009. And then I found out that, you know, he is a very big fan of a uh, murderous Cuban tyrannical dictator who's responsible for killing people in my family. And all of a sudden, I didn't love the guy. Soured you on him a little bit? It it really did kind of, you know, change my opinion of the guy. Okay. uh, Would it be totally jerkish for me to say I'm kind of wishing for it just to see. How the weekly press conferences would go? It would be. It would be a. Do you remember how that phone uh, teleconference went with me and Colin Kaepernick? It it it, it wasn't fun. It was. It it was. I thought it was. Fun. <laughs> I mean, I just asked questions and then he grabbed the shovel and started digging. Uh, and uh, you know, it is what it is. But that's what it would be every week. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. Colin. Do you still appreciate, you know, okay. Fidel Castro? You Okay, so, and this is a 5% chance of happening, I think, at best. I think it's a 0%. You think they're going just for show? Absolutely. Then why would Flores even talk about it today? Because they're going, he was asked. Yeah, but as we've seen around the league, Bill Belichick was asked. Adam Gase was asked. Yeah. Well, Jason the, Garrett was asked. The Miami Dolphins have a vested interest in telling you that they're – they're going doing everything they can to get better correct and you know they don't want to be perceived as the team that is colored by political leanings one way or the other so why don't they sign them again about a million and a half people who are many of whom are fans of the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. many of whom are season ticket holders or general seat holders uh, would be displeased okay. with that idea. And I'm not speaking for the entire Cuban community. That's not me. Uh, but you were there in that 2016 game where the San Francisco 49ers came to Hard Rock Stadium. How was he greeted pregame? Not like? well. Not well. I will say this. A, I thought it was well. 
He was greeted exactly as deserved. He was not greeted uh, as a conquering hero, we'll say that much. He was booed. Correct. Resoundingly. I think there's a way through it, though. Really? I yeah. Do. If he says the truth. If he says, I was misinformed at the time. Ignorant. Go ahead. You're going to have to give him a little bit of wiggle room. Oh, well, it's ignorant. Okay. Understood. Understood. I'm doing this from a PR standpoint, okay? Kiko Alonso called it ignorance. He was able to say words with more than one syllable? Wow. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> wow. So, I, I think if Colin, if the Dolphins are his only chance, mm-hmm. which might be the case. Oh, but go ahead. And he wants to play football again. Yeah, he does. He could make it work. And, yes, there will be blowback. But I don't know, unless he continues to stick his foot in his mouth, if that would be a prolonged blowback. Well, here's the thing. It's not about if he continues to stick his foot in his mouth. He has to make it better. For sure. Totally. So uh, he needs, it's not about let's he needs, start here. He needs to sit with people more educated than he is on the subject and more polished than he is in expressing themselves in ways that don't alienate a huge chunk of the population. All mm-hmm. that fair? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I have no problem with Colin Kaepernick except for the fact that he stepped into my yard. And it wasn't good. And, you yeah. know, he brought a, a landmine, and I just let him step in. Step on himself? Yeah. Um, I will say this. Colin Kaepernick comes back, and he's awesome, and he leads his team to the playoffs next year. Fans will love him. Is he wearing pig socks? That's not a good look either. Is he wearing pig socks? Again, he was going to have to tailor his message. Just he, wondering. He's going to Because have he to. doesn't like police. So, you know, does he not play if the police are in the stadium uh, basically guarding his back? I'm just wondering. You tell me. Um, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. If he's really good uh-huh. and he makes this team really good, which I don't even think he is at this point. I think he's out of football for three years. He wasn't even that great at the end of his career anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you come across a post-prison Michael Vick who can lead your team to big wins, right? it has to at least be considered. It has Michael to. Vick was contrite. Mm-hmm. Michael Vick, what his quote-unquote crime was the killing of canines. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. There's Colin a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot. There's a lot of people, and it's a stick to even say this out loud, <clears throat> that love their dogs more than they love people. Well, that may be true, but still, in 2019 Earth, <laughs> people are still more valuable than dogs. Correct. Okay? And so the one guy was contrite, and his crime was relative to the killing of dogs. The other guy has not been contrite. In fact, four days after he said those things, he repeated them right here in South Florida. After being booed. After he got the idea that it's not such a great idea. And it's about uh, advocating for a murderer how'd of that, people. How'd that game go for Colin? A genocidal maniac. How'd it go for Colin and the San Francisco 49ers? Who made the game-winning tackle? Uh, Kiko Alonso and then Dominic and Sue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, that I, wasn't I, a great moment for him. Totally agree with every word you're saying. Yeah. 
Three years has passed. Let's see how, where his mind is now. Let's see if he's truly serious about playing. And if the Dolphins were his only chance, you know that the Tom Garfinkels and the Jason Jenkinses of the world are going to sit with him and say, we're going to give you this chance if X, Y, and Z. If Tom Garfinkel and Jason Jenkinses of the world are going to sit with him and try to massage this, I would tell you that Tom Garfinkel and Jason Jenkins have learned nothing about living in South Florida for the last X number of years that they've lived you in South Florida. Cuban Americans don't forget. Well, I mean, dude, the reason that I'm speaking to you here uh, is because I'm not living in my country mm -hmm. that I was born in. So it's hard to forget when your entire life is is diametrically 180 degrees changed from what it was supposed to be. Correct. Right? And you've lost members of your family. And I and my uncle is not coming back. And, <laughs> I mean, and oh, by the way, did I mention the fact that uh, my dad had to stay behind and I came here with my mom and for three years I didn't have a it's, father? It's an American success story. It's heartbreaking right. and uh, all that. And Colin Kaepernick thinks that the guy who wrought that is cool and is smart and did a good thing. Did he wear a Chase shirt as well? <laughs> I just, oh my God. All right, all right. <laughs> the point hey, is, question for you. you know, who wins on Sunday? Uh, so they're playing the Buffalo Bills, who I don't think are very good. No, they're not, but they're better they're than Dolphins. They're kind of paper, I'm calling it, the Buffalo Bills, paper tigers. Okay. Um, so they're the 2016 Miami Dolphins. Wow. No, that team made the playoffs. Bills are going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yes. I don't think so. AFC's so bad, man. It is. Look. The Steelers are 5-4 and four and tied for the wild card, and they're not good on offense. They cannot move the football. They have an incredible defense. Very well coached. But their offense is awful. Minka Fitzpatrick is awesome. <laughs> so there's that. Really good. Uh, I, I'm calling it, I'm calling a, um, a uh, what are you calling? <laughs> I mean, I've picked against the Dolphins the last two weeks. Yes. At some point I'll be right. Yes. Bills win this game. Look, the Dolphins are being outgained by 150 yards a game. Right. If Brian Bleeping Hoyer wasn't the quarterback of the Colts, right. Jacoby Brissett was, we'd be looking at a 1-8 football team right now. Right. Uh, the Buffalo Bills played in Buffalo, played the Dolphins, and the Dolphins outplayed them for, I would say, a half, mm -hmm. maybe a, a half and a half of the third quarter. Mm -hmm. um, that This is a better team than that. Miami Dolphins win on Sunday. Three in a row, baby. Wow. It's the the Dolphins upset the Bills edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. And if the Dolphins win yeah. to go to three and seven, uh -huh. we will be breaking down playoff scenarios next week on this podcast. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, my God. In a tanking year. Amazing. We appreciate you joining us for this week's edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. You heard it here first. Adam Beasley will have playoff implications next week if the Dolphins beat the Bills. Join us then.